1: Hello, welcome to the Saturday Manager. I'm Ant DeLuca, manager of South Dulwich FC First 11. Um, obviously, a bit of a different episode this week as there was no football over the weekend due to the passing of the Queen. Um, so, this episode is going to be a little bit different, a little bit uh, off topic in some sense, but still sort of comes back to Saturday football. Um, and I've got a guest on this week who's going to help me in that. It is Good friend of mine and last year's winner of South Dulwich Player of the Year Award, James Morse. So here he is.
0: Keep it simple. Get Down to Play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play.
1: James Morse. Thank you for once again joining me on the Saturday Manager podcast. How are you, my friend? Very good. It's nice to be back, mate. Um, first of all, I think the first thing we should probably touch on is obviously the weekend of football we just missed due to the passing of Her Majesty the Queen. Um, first of all, see you know, rest, rest in peace. Um, there was no game for us anyway, so in terms of how it affected us, Personally, as a team, it, it didn't really at all. Um, so not to make it about ourselves at all. Um, however, grassroots football and all football in general come to a stop for the weekend. Just wanted to sort of get your, your views on that as a decision from the FA. Um,
0: yeah, for, for me, the kind of weird thing is that rugby, horse racing... Tennis have been allowed to go ahead. Cricket it feels feels a little bit like maybe the the peasants can't be trusted in uh, in football, so we'll cancel their fixtures. Is how it feels like to me. But
1: yeah, I mean, I went to the cricket on. Well, I say I went to the cricket. I was meant to go to the cricket on the Thursday, and then obviously the Friday um, is when they called it off for a day. Um, which I understand, you know, it's it's a way of paying. Paying your respects And I sort of At the Top level At the professional level I can sort of understand Having that 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 weekend off um, It doesn't really Affect them in any sort of Massive way um, Obviously It Did affect fans Who had paid for mm-hmm. Train tickets Accommodation Etc etc um, So it was a bit of a blow for them um, however, For me it,
0: I would have liked to have seen minute silence mandatory. You have some sort of, like a black armband for the players. You maybe have something that pops up onto the screen saying "Rest in peace, Majesty." Da da da, and then let things go ahead. Personally,
1: yeah, I think I think there was a number of reasons why they didn't let it go ahead. I do think there was a fear from the FA of respecting the silence um, if it went ahead. Which I can understand it's not going to be a good look if uh, there is booze or whatever, et cetera, mm. et cetera. Um, But overall, yeah, I can sort of see the thinking behind the Premier League, et cetera, having a weekend off. But grassroots is something I, I couldn't really get my head around. Yeah. Um, especially at our level, I just think it, that Saturday football, that getting out of the house means so much to s- so many people yeah uh, yeah it's that it's that break from the sort of monotony of life for so many yeah. um yeah i I couldn't get behind that decision I couldn't really see see the thinking behind it uh, yeah. we've all got our own way of paying respects individually um I don't see how stopping amateurs getting on the field is 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 of any importance to paying your respects as an individual,
0: yeah. Yeah, I don't really understand this kind of enforced 10 days of mourning. Let people kind of uh, mourn and pay their respects how they how they want individually, I think. But-
1: is That's is that sort of what I think. I mean, I was up in London today and there was crazy amounts of people up by Buckingham Palace queuing up to see the, the Queen um, or her coffin or whatever. Um, and like I said, I think it should be an individual decision person by person if that's something you want to do then feel free to do it i'm not going to hold yeah. it to anyone etc but to have it enforced upon you is for me it's where it sort of crosses right. the line of of um sort of freedom of choice and free will in my opinion yeah,
0: yeah can com- completely agree i'm not a big fan of the monarchy in general but i think you do have to respect the innings mate 70 years
1: yeah, of course. No, I'm not here to like I said, I'm no one's here to slag off the Queen. That's not that's not what I'm trying to say at all. Um, but I think sort of blanket bans yeah. on anything um is not is not the way forward, personally. That's just my personal opinion. Um mm. like I said, it didn't affect us anyway because we didn't have a game. Um so obviously back this weekend, which we'll come on to a bit later. Um what I wanted to touch on is um, what you and another one of our players got up to on the weekend, which is um, a bit of a different kettle of fish from football, but um, some, some qualities needed in both those things to uh, achieve what you achieved.
0: Yeah, yeah, some, some qualities, definitely, uh, definitely not ideal prep for the season ahead, but we were dicking around in, in Scotland, basically running an endurance event called the Rat Race. Which is 105 miles total from Inverness to the Isles of Glencoe, um, kind of across the highlands, basically. 22 miles of running, I think it was 82 miles of cycling, and a one mile kayak to finish.
1: So essentially, 22 miles, that's near on a marathon, basically. You Yeah. Ran, yeah. And then you've done 82, 82 miles on, miles
0: on a shitty mountain bike that weighed about the same as me uh, um that was tough going and then a mile kayak to finish across um Loch 11 and was a kayak was that yeah. a bit relief or was pure relief because at that point i knew i was finishing but my leg my legs were so gone mate i was cramping up so it was at one point where i had to basically dangle my leg out the kayak into the water um to stop it from cramping
1: Um, So, was there any point you thought, do you know what, this ain't for me?
0: Oh, mate. So, yeah, there's a a few kind of peak times. So, one, towards the end of the bike, and bear in mind, we've been going probably eight to nine hours here on these heavy bikes, just up and down in the Highlands. And then, yeah, legs, my quads, my adductors started to cramp. Any kind of hill um, that came up, literally legs started cramping, I had to get off the bike. So, I had to smash, smash a bunch of um, water, electrolytes, food in, and kind of compose myself. And then at the very end, we thought we had kind of plenty of time to finish, but it turns out the, the steepest ascent and uh, descent was at the end. Um, so, so, they played the best till last. Yeah, basically. And at this point, we'd kind of separate, separated. Fish was kind of slightly ahead, Will was slightly behind. Um, we kind of get to the top, and then you come down this mountain, and because of a week of rain, it was basically like a slip and slide. People were right. hitting the deck left, right, and centre. When I eventually saw Moss, he was head to toe in mud, like shivering. Um, yeah, so tough, tough go, mate. 13 hours, five minutes.
1: 13 hours of pure <laughs> hours. moving. Yeah. So that that's a serious, serious achievement. So congratulations to you and the other uh, South Dulwich boy on that, Jack Fisher. Thank you, mate. Appreciate that. Are the legs going to be ready to go for this Saturday? That's the question. Oh, yeah.
0: they'll, they'll be
1: ready, mate. They'll be ready. <laughs> They're always ready. But I think it shows it uh, more than anything. Things like that show a, a true mental strength. Yeah. Because physically, you get yourself in all the right places, no doubt. But you're not practicing doing a 30 hour. You've never done 30 yeah. hours of pure movement until you actually go and do it, basically. Yeah. And I'm not
0: someone that's doing triathlons left, right, and center, and and hammering endurance constantly. That's not really. I like football. I like strength-oriented um, stuff. So it's it's out of my comfort zone. But do you know what? There's there's five. I'm gonna tell you the five things that I love about endurance events. Yeah, and and, and coming through adversity. Uh. Coming through that adversity of the endurance events puts other struggles into perspective. So whether it's 90 minutes of football or it's just getting out of bed when you're knackered or whatever it is, they then don't feel as much when you've been to hell and back. Yeah. (laughs) They give you the confidence that you can overcome other things. So let's say football goes to extra time. Your legs have absolutely gone. It gives you an inner confidence that you can always keep
1: going. Break yeah. through that barrier.
0: Yeah. Going through that adversity with teammates and friends, you bond on a deeper level than you would think.
1: Yeah. When no, I think I, I can see where you're coming from with that. hundred um, percent.
0: Four, I think you learn a lot about your character and the stories you tell yourself in those moments of darkness when, you're, when you want to give up. Yeah. Um, and the fifth one is actually just a quote that is, It's a shame for a man to grow, grow old without seeing the beauty and strength of which their body is capable. Right? Oh, I
1: love that. That's a, bit, that's be there. a so, bit of wisdom. So, are you going to bring those qualities to the football pitch for South Dulwich this season?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we, we can only hope, mate. That's the we big question. Own. That's the big when question. You, when you sub me off after 20 minutes, we'll no.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I know when you're giving me the old <laughs> roll, roll, roll off some <laughs> hand movement. Really, you've got the ability to push on through for another twenty. Yeah, I'm a regret saying that now. <laughs> um, no, but obviously, massive congratulations on that, mate. That is that's some achievement, um, and even more of an achievement that you are available this weekend to play football.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Jack playing tennis two days later, mate.
1: Fair play to the Gazer. Fair play to the geezer. Um, The next thing I sort of wanted to touch on—it's um, not something I would normally talk about. I don't really like to talk about Premier League and professional football because it's—it's a, a grassroots podcast. It's about what we do. But um, Graham Potter, new manager of Chelsea FC. Yep. The only reason I sort of wanted to bring it up is because. In my memory, I'm trying to think of a, an English manager who has taken on one of the top jobs in recent years. I'm trying to, i have sort of racking my brains. Um, it feels like a lot. I mean, I know we had Roy Hodgson at Liverpool. That was about 10 years ago, though, and they were very much in a bit of a slump at the time. Yeah. I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm well. trying to wrap my I really can't think of anyone else. Uh, I'm half
0: extremely so I'm a Chelsea fan and I'm half extremely excited and half a little bit like this is a massive gamble and I wonder he plays his style of football at Brighton and what they're achieving what they had achieved was, was really good does achieving a certain style of play with Brighton doing pretty well with Swansea and he was at was it Osterson's or whatever the football club was called yeah does that
1: translate
0: you yeah
1: is that enough does that translate i think I think obviously the biggest test is now you've gone to dealing with players that you've sort of brought into the Premier League and brought into the club and given them that sort of shot at the Premier League to now people dealing with players who know they belong at that level and yeah. dealing with with personality. yeah exactly, so it's. In that sense, that's, that's where the, the test will be, I think. Uh, I think looking at his record and the way that his teams play, I don't think you can doubt him Oops. as a tactician. Uh, yeah. As much as that pains me to say as, in, as the ex-Brighton manager. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think the other thing you can take from it is the fact that I think 10, 12 years ago, he was managing Leeds Beckett University. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, uh, he was... Crazy. He was, essentially, a grassroots football <laughs> manager. I'm not getting... I'm not getting any uh, big ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see where you
0: go with this. <laughs> see, see you at Palace in a few years. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. But it, it sort of does show you that, you know, if you stick it at it and you, and you truly give up everything to chase your dream... Mm-hmm. Nothing is out of reach. Mm-hmm. I like that. He he played as well, didn't he? Uh, I think he did play. I don't know so, to what to what sort of level. Yeah. It's,
0: it's, yeah. I, I don't. Want, I, I know he was a left back, and I can kind of, I imagine, imagine that, that.
1: now. Nah, what sort of yeah. level play that? So, yeah. I mean, he he knocked about the sort of lo- League One, League Two.
0: Yeah.
1: So I mean, yeah, he wasn't. By any means, a top top level professional. He wasn't. He was obviously never handed a job because he started at Leeds Carnegie. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think it just like I said, as it as I said, it it shows that if you stick at something and you believe in in what you're doing, yeah, you can reach the top level of your profession.
0: Yeah, I I, I desperately want him to do well. Um,
1: I think it'd just be I, nice. I think it'd be a nice inspiration for, for all the English managers out there that it yeah. can be done. Because I think for so long that door's been closed, really.
0: Yeah. I feel slightly disillusioned with the club at the moment.
1: What, with the new... It,
0: yeah, the chairman, new, new chairman top bowler coming in. Some slightly suspect signings. And I think the way he went about the transfer market was a bit... A bit wild for me. Yes, yeah, he's a bit if, erratic
1: to throw 250 million at a bloke and then sack him two weeks later.
0: Yeah. 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 Throwing money around left right, left, right, and center, signed a bunch of defenders um, and, and attacking midfielders, and then left the position we needed most, a striker, until the last minute, and then got a
1: who to me is just a mercenary. Yeah. And also feel like you probably needed a center mid as well. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's crazy, but that's that's like I said without going too much into the Premier League and the mm. way the way that works at the top level of the game. Um it's a mad, mad place. And it Some is big fees. Yeah, it's, crazy. Crazy, it's, it's that... crazy. I mean, it's crazy. I think I've spoken about this before, the 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 lack of filter down effects of the money that knocks around in the Premier League to what we see at grassroots, which is Playing on pitches that are honestly an absolute joke. No, I'm, yeah, I'm just being serious. I'm being serious. The amount of money there is at that top level of the game, if you took off every transfer that happened in the Premier League, half a percent yeah. that transfer and pumped it into the grassroots game, the amount of effect that would have would just be insane. And the amount of effect it would have in the Premier League, they wouldn't even notice it. Yeah but that's, you know, like I said, that's a, that's a conversation for another time. That's a big,
0: but that's a big conversation. Man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've made my thoughts clear on that before, yeah. um, but it is what it is. Um, it's probably never going to happen because all these people at the top level of the game care about is putting more money in their own back pocket. Yeah. Um, so moving on to sort of the last topic, which um, strangely is last, but it is about South Dalic. Yes. Um, The mighty South Dulwich. Um, Not so mighty in our first game of the season, unfortunately, which you missed due to training for your endurance event. Um, We obviously have a sort of big game this weekend to bounce back. Um, Big squad out. We've got 18 available at the moment. So I am, after this conversation, I'm going to have to go into the, the group chat and, well... Basically, ask people if they if they don't fancy it or basically get rid of two people, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but as I said, availib- having too many players available is never it's a been, bad thing.
0: Mate, that's a rarity, mate. That's it's a rarity, rarity mate. Yeah. the most of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, a bit of a difference from last season where we were s- scraping around for 11 at the start of the season. Um, so, on the availability front, I can't complain too much.
0: And there's a player in there who I'm... I'm looking forward to their return, actually.
1: Go on, put their name and out there. Big Theo. Yeah, so this, this Saturday um, is the return of Theo Stubbs, who hasn't really played for, what, two years? Hasn't played for two years. Uh, maybe fell out of love with the game a little bit. Been
0: carrying a few knocks. But for me... I also work, work, a lot of work related. Work, work commitments, yeah.
1: Work so Saturdays were always a bad day for him.
0: Yeah, and I think mentally and physically, he's going to come back a different player this season. He looks like he's taking care of himself a little bit more. You know, you can just sense the hunger is back for
1: someone. Yeah, I, think, I think, like you said, I think definitely after last season, especially there's a few players that have come back for us who have, it's benefited them having a season off in the sense yeah. that they have realised they did miss it. Yeah. And that their career sort of, we're in our 30s now, early 30s, their career is it, it's in its twilight. So you may only have one or two years left. So you got to make the most yeah. of it. Until we hit the vets, mate. <laughs> <laughs> when the real magic comes. 35, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> it's not that far away. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think looking at the team we've got out this weekend, I think the only... Question I've got to answer um, is formation. Yeah. I think, uh, admittedly, on the first game of the season, I went five at the back against a team that we had played recently and it it bit us in the arse a bit. Mm. Um, Do we move away from that because of that one sort of bad half of football? Do we stick with what we've worked on? Um, That's the question we need to answer. Yeah. I know you've got your opinion. I think you're a you're a four three three fan.
0: I'm I'm not a big fan of five at the back at this level personally. I think it takes a lot of tactical awareness, positional awareness. Um, sometimes our personnel does suit it, but I'm I'm I think the uh, for me I prefer the four
1: three three. You're in general, yeah. Um, I you, you prefer. I do think, like I said, obviously at this level, personnel week in, week out changes. Yeah. Um, And you've got to put out the formation that suits the players you've got available. Um, But at the same time, I think it is also good to have an identity. So people know what we're going to be doing when they turn up every week rather than sort of stopping and changing. Um, But yeah, I've not made a decision yet. Yeah. Looking at the team, we have the ability to play either formation, I think. Um, that'll probably be a decision i make probably on the day of the game to be honest yeah Um, but with the players available I think we've got a good chance of a result yeah we've got Falconwood Reserves who um, they actually beat Rustlers 3-1 in their first game so that's a good result yeah exactly we know Rustlers are no pushover so have we played them before? no these are a new team there are no teams in the league. Falconwood Reserve. So, their first team, I think, play Kent Div Two or Div One. Bad play. Um, which, as I've always said before, it's not that's not necessarily an indication of being particularly fantastic. But from what I've heard, I know I know people have played against their first team, and have said they're pretty pretty decent. They're a good team. Um, I think they stormed through their league last year. They won their league. So they've obviously set up this reserve team. Apparently, it's a bunch of younger lads, but they've obviously got a bit about them because going to rustlers on the first day of the season and winning 3-1 is, is, as we know from our own experiences, is not it's not an easy place to go. Yeah. Oh, Fair place to them. Well, it should be a good game then. should be a good game. And then the following week is Queen Mary Cup, home to Eltham Town. Oh, we love that. We <laughs> love that. The so home
0: cup fixes, just something so magical about that.
1: Yeah, and obviously Elton Town, who we got a, a spanking off back end of last season in the cup
0: 4-1. Oh shit, it's them. Yeah. Oh, that's that's gonna be a good game actually, because that um the team we had out that day was was a bit. Wasn't, suspect.
1: Our, wasn't our best. Yeah. But we we got we got beat pretty convincingly.
0: Yeah. Yeah I I didn't think the result um reflected the game actually.
1: No but
0: the score line,
1: s- the score lines the score line. At yeah. the end
0: of the day. Yeah.
1: But I'll be looking forward to trying to get one uh, one over on them and everyone on the 24th.
0: Yeah.
1: Um well I think we've covered pretty much everything mate. Love so it. Look forward to to seeing you on Saturday look forward to hopefully uh, getting three points on the board for the first time this season and uh, yeah getting our season on track
0: with a big result yeah it'd be nice to be back see the lads and uh, and go for the three points
1: yeah all right mate top man thank you for uh, taking time out of your day to join me once again and I'll see you Saturday see you then mate see you later mate So finally, just to wrap it up, thank you to James once again for joining me. Thank you to everyone who's tuned in to this episode. Um, no, it wasn't quite on topic with Saturday manager as normal and the Bromley and South London Football League, but hopefully um, we touched on a few things that would be of interest to some people and sort of brought it back round to Saturday football. Um, finally, again, rest in peace to Her Majesty the Queen. Um, One thing you can't question is her her dedication and service to the country. Um, And, yeah, football back this weekend. Hope everyone enjoys their weekend of football and uh, gets the result they deserve. So, yeah, thank you for joining me again. And uh, catch you all next week. Cheers.
0: Searching for players. Searching for clubs. Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHawk. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHawk on Google Play or visit our website at matchhawk.com. Truly a great match, Matchark. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.